This is Sean. And Chris. From the Childhood Remastered Podcast, where we look back on the cartoons, TV shows, and movies of our youth to see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which is far too often the case. You can check us out at childhoodremastered.com to listen to all of our old episodes, request a show for us to cover, or to just say hello. You are listening to ACPN. Gabe, I'm tired of old movies. Well, let's watch some new ones. Yeah, maybe like a mini-sode or something? Dude, are you reading my mind? That's exactly what I was thinking. Let's go to the movies! revolves around you. They think that you'll always be protected and cared for. Then, one day, you realize that's not true. Because when you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weaker. You don't even know they're getting closer. Until it's too late. Here. Take it. My grandfather thinks this town is cursed that all the bad things that happen in this town are because of one thing. An evil thing. Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the show where we usually go back in time, but today we didn't. We went and saw a movie in theaters. We saw It. My name is Matt Morris. Gabe just got back off the plane from Derry, Maine. He wanted Hiya, to... Georgie! <laughs> he wanted to go check it out for himself. He said, what is this, what is this Pennywise all about? So he went to Derry, Maine. Gabe, how was it? Uh, it was good. We have exclusive audio of my interview with Pennywise coming up at 8.40 this morning. So, 8.40 this morning? Oh, wait. This isn't live radio, <laughs> is it? Oh, this is a podcast. Yeah. like, what, Are you talking about today or when people uh, are listening to I it? Don't, just whenever you're listening, this is tuned to come on at 8.40 a.m. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, so we have to record a fake interview now because you said that, right? Yeah. You know what I'm going to say? What? He's misunderstood. <laughs> is no, he? No one, no one gets Pennywise, but I get him. <laughs> well, I'm interested to see what your thoughts are. About I understand Pennywise. his need to eat eat children. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know how you could have escaped it, but if you don't know the general plot of it, there is this dark entity that inhabits whatever your greatest fear is. But most of the time, he's Pennywise the clown. That's kind of his base uh, level of where he's at. But he turns into multiple things, and there are these kids in this town, Derry, Maine. That have a bunch of fears and everything in the town, all their fears feed into it. He gains power, scaring everyone, and he slowly starts to accumulate strength. He's been snatching kids in the city, the city for uh, you know hundred years or so. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the basic gist of the story. It has been killing it at the box office. Oh yeah, one hundred and twenty-three million four hundred and three thousand four hundred and nineteen dollars as of yesterday. So I'm sure it's gone up a little bit, uh, maybe yeah. another couple million. Um, but 
Gabe, listen to some of these rankings. All right. One all-time for opening weekends in September. Okay. One all-time for opening weekends in fall. The number two rated R opening weekend of all time. Really? The, yeah, the number one widest rated R opening, widest R-rated releases. So I guess that means like the the widest release as opposed to maybe uh, a more uh, contained release. I don't really know exactly Maybe what it was means. in more places than not. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So those are amazing stats. Yeah, that's incredible. What What is it with our obsession with? movies like this i think it's scary things well scary things but we are also so nostalgia obsessed right now yeah that a book like it as famous as that is comes out in 2017 as a as a film and we know it's just going to be really cool yeah and so everyone goes to see it it's genius and i i don't know i but things like this perform so well and i it's true because I've been thinking after we saw it, I told you today, I've just been thinking about it like nonstop. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I want to go back and see it again. And yeah, I don't I know. Have to go see it. I am. Time. I don't like scary movies, but I really liked it. And I, I just want to go back and watch it again because it's just, you're like sucked into it. Yeah. Like a moth to the flame. You're going to die. It's a very good world. Very yeah. Good world. Like, why am I attracted to this clown that's going, <laughs> that wants to kill me? I don't know. That probably that's probably revealing about your personality it's or something just, deep in your psyche. It's weird, but I can't put it down. It's just like The Shining. I want to think about it. It's not as you know. It's not no, like, no not like that movie. Not at that all. deep at all. I just mean it's something that's weird, and you want to like, mm-hmm. you just want to like deal with it. I think that the internet, the rise of the internet, has fed into the nostalgic, like the way that people flock to nostalgia. Because if you think about it, the people that like this movie. Or are are predetermined to like this movie. Probably grew up in the eighties ish era yeah, when yeah. the miniseries came out mm-hmm. for TV and was pretty big. So it's feeding on that, you know. But I'm sure people have been nostalgic for you know I don't know things throughout history. Back in the oil days, they were <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> thinking about so. how many candles they used to have. I nostalgic don't nostalgic about ribbon candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or there's originals. Everyone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I'm I'm glad it I'm glad it's doing well. It's mm-hmm. um, I just yeah, there's just something about it that makes you want to watch it. Not everyone wants to watch it. No, no, no. In fact, many people don't want to watch it. No, no, no. I was one of them. I was scared to go, but I really liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. So to get into this, this was directed by Andy Muschietti, which is how I'm pronouncing it, and I'm sorry if I got that wrong. Just go but for that's it. That's just what it looks like. Stick with it. Uh, he directed Mama. If you had heard of that one, it's like this guy tries to kill his two daughters and they get lost in a cabin and then the brother comes and finds them and there's been this entity uh, protecting them for all the time they've been gone. But why don't you just say mama? It's mama. But everyone else I've heard says mama. It's mama. <laughs> Dude, there's, it was a short film before. Mama. Mama. Okay. Uh, but it stars a bunch of very talented kid actors you wouldn't know the names of, but uh, Jaden Lieberher and Sophia Lillis are probably the most outstanding to me. Yep. It also stars uh, Bill Skarsgård oh, yeah. as Pennywise, who was incredible in this movie. Um, but those are really kind of the people I think you would recognize. Not a lot of uh, star power in this movie, which is, which kind of feeds into the impressiveness of its opening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this movie had something behind it had Stranger Things behind it, right? Like everyone mm-hmm. loved the eighties feel of Stranger Things and the kids. And I really hoped that they were gonna be good. So I feel like 
even though it doesn't have a lot of star power, people just were like, all right, sweet. It takes place in the 80s, killer clown, it's yeah. going to be great. So it does. <laughs> it didn't need star power because the trailer just, man, it just looked good and it delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't the 80s perfect? You know, just, uh. <laughs> you know, everything was just A-OK. There were no problems at all, right? I, yeah, no. I, the world as I remember, it I was, was born great. in ninety, so <laughs> yeah, I, I was eighty six. So I wasn't alive very long in the eighties, but it yeah. was good for me because I was just a, a wee boy. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. I'm sure eighties had tons of problems. I know you're being sarcastic. <laughs> had plenty of problems. You know, the Cold War. Yeah, um, that was great though. A flock of seagulls. Okay, don't don't uh, talk about the flock of seagulls. Okay, sorry. Um, so I forgot what I was gonna say. You were gonna say. <laughs> this has been a long day this is our first after work podcast oh this is what i was going to say uh neither of us had read the book correct so we don't have yeah. that background knowledge if, yep. if we say anything that offends you deal with it uh i have seen the movies the old the two old movies that were the miniseries a long time ago i revisited some scenes but i have not watched the thing in full since yep so uh I'm going to be kind of hazy on that, just being up front with you. I've only seen clips as well. I have not seen yeah. them, but uh, just watching those clips, it looks pretty terrible. The nostalgia I, I, police are going right, to come and right. kidnap because you everyone you in these reviews are like, <laughs> "Oh, well, Skarsgård doesn't hold up to Tim Curry." Yeah. I'm watching it. I'm like, "Well, I love Tim Curry. Yeah. I absolutely love him." But that doesn't mean it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think some of that will come out for me for sure as we get to, into this more. But what, what are kind of your general positives about this movie? What did you like about it? Um, so f just from the get go, this movie is uh, visually just beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, stunning visuals, great cinematography. The town of Derry, I think, is perfect. I don't know where they shot it uh, or what, what town they used, but it's great. Perfect small town. It looks like a lovely place to live. Um, very, very much the same tone as Stand By Me, the same tone as Goonies, mm. uh, the same tone as, as we said, Stranger Things. And a lot of reviewers have said this. This is nothing new. Yeah. But it's very much in line with those it's sort of this adventure movie and in in, in, with a mix of horror. Uh, the, the, the child actors, the kid actors are just so good. Mm -hmm. The real standouts for me, like you said, were Bill, uh, Jaden Lieber, and Ben, who's the heavier kid, mm -hmm. uh, Jeremy Ray Taylor, and Bev, who is Sophia Lillis. They were, I mean, everybody was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. But um, gosh, I just, I loved Bill so much. The, I, I didn't, I, I don't know if it's in the book, but uh, Bill has a stutter in this movie. He's, you just empathize with him so much. He's kind of the leader of this crew. He's always looking for his brother. You just, God, he's just such a good actor. It was almost like King speech performance it, levels. He did it was very like, good yeah, with stutter. He was just so, he just killed me. I, yeah. just, I wanted to help him so much. I wish I could have been there. Um, been where? Like I wish I, I wish I yeah I wish, <laughs> no like no I can if the, I believe the story like I wanted oh to, you wanted to be in the world yeah I wanted to be part of the oh, losers club and help him out that's terrifying you know what I mean I wanted to like step in and join the <laughs> join the crew I just he that's what you say on my heartstrings yeah so yeah um it's great I don't yeah. want I have specifics after we go to spoilers but uh, mm -hmm. overall just really really well done yeah I love the atmosphere as well uh, it was a very sleepy quiet town I loved like the color grading it was very you know muted it was it felt like 80s uh, there wasn't like any like vintage like crackle on the screen or anything it was clear but yeah right it just felt really like you knew something bad was going to happen based on how plain the world looked or you know it, it wasn't very it, vibrant it made the red pop whenever there was red on the screen balloons mm -hmm. it you know Pennywise's face all that yeah yeah and one of the 
main criticisms of the film is that people don't feel like there's enough character development with all the kids. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because if you think about it, it is a thousand page plus book. Yeah. It is a very long book. It's going to be nearly impossible to not make a four hour movie of just the first chapter and get all the character development you quote unquote need. But I felt like there was plenty of bonding between the kids and I empathized with the people I needed to, the main characters. There were some kind of, I guess, throwaway characters that were in the Losers Club that were just kind of there and you you didn't really like Yeah, sure. It didn't develop them, but it didn't that didn't bother me. I don't it, know. It we, didn't well, go ahead, sorry. We knew what we, we knew what they were afraid of, and that's yeah. all we needed. Right. It didn't bother me either. I feel like there was enough character development. They focused on a few more uh, uh, sorry, they focused on a few kids more than the other kids. Mm-hmm. But there were a few where they were like, okay, we're just going to give you a couple scenes to show you their encounter with Pennywise, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the rest of the time, they're just there. But they but they focused on each one enough. Like, yeah. I, I didn't feel like they... I totally agree. I, I didn't feel like some of the kids, um, like the, the, the kid who works in, in, on the farm, um, gosh, what's his character's name? I don't remember. Uh, his, na- his character is Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Chosen Jacobs, which is a name, Chosen. <laughs> um, but Mike, uh, he, he's integral to the to the story because he carries around the, the thing that kills goats, the, yeah. the, the little rod, the little uh, No Country for Old Men weapon yeah. gun. The air pressure. But they don't thing. focus on him very much. Yeah. But I, I feel like, I didn't feel like they left him out or anything. I was like, okay, great. I know his story. I kind of know who he is and yeah. that's all we need. So. Yeah, I definitely agree. I felt like it was an unfair criticism of the film. Yeah. People just looking for something to dislike. Uh, I also thought the visual effects, like you said, were overall very good in this movie with just a few misses that we'll probably talk about in spoilers because some of them are um, important plot points that we can't really discuss in non-spoiler talk. Um, but lastly, I just want to talk about Skarsgård for a second. And like I said, wee woo, wee woo, call the nostalgia police <laughs> because I think that Skarsgård is better than Tim Curry. Okay. It's different. It's a definitely a different approach. Totally different approach. If you think about Tim Curry, he has almost like, he has a legit clown feel to him. But he also has this like Brooklyn smoker accent. He's like, hiya, Georgie. Hey, uh, yeah, hey. it's uh, very much uh, right here. Yeah. And it's, it's almost, I, I hate to say this, the performance is great. But that movie is almost silly. Yeah. Like in the clips that I watch, he's like, I'm going to find each one of you and kill you. And, yeah. and you're just like, it's not, it's it's like goofy. Yeah. Right? I, I remember being scared of it as a kid because I was told to be scared of it. Correct. People were like, people were like this movie's so scary. And me I was like, too. I don't want to watch it, man. Yeah, me too. But going back and watching the scenes, I'm like, he, I know everything that he's going to do. He's good in the part. He's fine. But to me, he's not scary at all. But Skarsgård, and this is, Part of Machete's style, if you saw Mama, uh, there's a lot of like unpredictable, herky jerky movement to the way his yeah. characters move. And Skarsgård used that very well because in scenes he was terrifying because you never knew kind of what he was going to do. Correct. Yeah. He was just kind of uh, unpredictable and there was tons of drool and all that stuff. He drooled like, a lot. He was drooled uh, a lot. His vocal patterns were up and down. Yeah. Um like going into this weird guttural place and then this high pitched place. Uh it, it was it was weird. I, I don't know if I liked what he did vocally the whole mm-hmm. time, but I would say I loved ninety percent of his performance. Yeah. I, I mean I don't know. I feel like even the maybe the things you're talking about that are bad I feel like they have a purpose behind them, which okay. is important to me because I feel like sometimes actors 
just kind of do things. And you're like, well, that's not a very good performance. But I, I don't know. I just felt like Skarsgård, okay. everything was motivated. Cool. Um, and also a fun fact, he doesn't blink once during the entire film. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. And also, his cross eyes are not CGI. He does that on his own. Hmm. So uh, when I was watching it, I remember thinking, why can't I like take my eyes off of Pennywise? Like, Why am I so focused on what he's doing? And I think it's because he made him so unnatural that he was just very appealing and odd in a very yeah. strange way yeah. that I really, really liked. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You, you, you are glued to the screen when he's on. Yeah. I mean, you're glued to the screen this whole movie. Uh, and they, they show Pennywise a lot. In my written review on Letterboxd, that was one of my things. It was like, they show him a lot, but I don't really, I don't really mind that. No. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad we get to see him a lot because he's crucial. Yeah. And he's creepy and he's fun to watch. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Some uh, things that I didn't like before we get into some spoiler stuff. I, just, I didn't think this was quite scary enough for me, honestly. Um, even though I thought Pennywise was captivating, I felt like the direction slowed him down a little bit because every time he would get just enough power or a strength to be truly intimidating, something happened that that kind of pushed him back three or four steps, which isn't really what you want. You want the opposite. You want your protagonist to be at full strength and get knocked down four pegs right. instead of you know the person that's coming after him because he became less and less intimidating the, until the, the end, end which yep. is the point because you know we're not going to spoil the ending here. But, you know, that's essential, essential plot point to the end of the movie. But I just, I don't know. There wasn't enough there to keep me truly scared. Well, maybe it's like, well, again, yeah, I don't want to get into to the spoilers, but maybe it's like the kids in the movie. We become more familiar with Pennywise mm -hmm. and our bravery sort of like ratchets itself up yeah. by the end of the movie. So we're able yeah, to face him like point. the kids are. So, But I agree. I, I had the same critique. By the end, you're not really scared of him anymore. You're You're yeah. still enticed. You're still like glued to the screen, but you're not afraid. The most terrifying moment for me was the opening scene. Yes. That was terrifying. And I love that scene. Yeah. I've watched, great. I've tried to like find it on YouTube <laughs> and watch it over and over again. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't think they used like negative space enough, like the background. Okay. Because there was one really good scene in the library where somebody's reading a book and mm -hmm. behind him, you can see this figure just watching him. And that's so unnerving, and that's hmm. a really good thing to do in movies, I think, especially horror films, because you get this idea that the beast or whatever is omniscient and can see everything yeah. and is everywhere all the time. And that, to me, is not to mention the look on the lady's face was just terrifying. Yes. Um, there was some weird like stabilization, uh, stabilization camera stuff that they did. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in yeah, spoilers. Those are, but, my, those are my negatives, but that's, that's yeah, really it. Very strange. And then also, one thing about like pain tolerance of these characters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the chubby kid at some point gets yeah. a huge gash across his stomach. Like, open wound. Like, twice. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't, like, wince, or, like, he doesn't, like, it doesn't affect him in any way. I don't know. Maybe the, uh, I know ex exactly what you're talking about, and maybe his... I don't. It's weird. We can we can justify. It. We can say, oh, his adrenaline was really high when this happened, and yeah. he reacted in the moment. But I, I, that didn't bother me. I thought he I thought he felt the pain of this thing being cut mm. into his body. Um, in the moment, yeah. But after but, your but adrenaline after slows fact, down, right after the fact, maybe they could have focused more on him being wounded. Yeah, but they didn't really. They sort of fix. They clean him up and they bandage him up and then they move on. Yeah. But I don't. 
it wasn't enough for me to think about. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't important enough. It was like, okay, yeah, he's, he's injured, but big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that is all I have for non-spoilers. Yes. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. Okay. Well, I can't recommend it enough. It's going to be in theaters for a very long time. I would imagine even through Halloween. So you're going to have a long time to go see this. Really? Um, that's, a, that's a long time. Oh, yeah. I Wonder Woman so. was out for like two and a half, three months. I mean, I... I I will say I told you I really want to go see this again. Yeah, that's I'd go see it. My again. biggest takeaway is like I I just want to go back because I want to see things I didn't see. I want to like pay closer attention and sort of I don't know. It's one of those movies that it's super dark. I would never let my kids watch it. I would never <laughs> let it you know. But privately, not privately, because I'm saying this on a podcast. But I just yeah. it's, I want to like I want to love it and just watch it. Yeah, and, until I decide that it's not worth it. But I think it's totally worth it. I so. agree. There's something. I think there's something special about this movie, even despite some of the negatives. Yeah, we also didn't mention that it's it's really funny too. Yeah, there are a lot it's of funny hilarious. Yeah. It's a very funny movie. Um, the the young the young kid from uh, Stranger Things. Um, yes, uh, is, F- is, Finn Wolfhard is very funny. Um, he's kind of the comedic release valve. Yeah, in well, this film. a lot of kids, a lot of them are the germaphobe kid. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wyatt Jack, Jack Dylan Grazier, who plays Eddie, he's very funny. They're Wyatt, the little uh, Jewish kid, is very funny too. They're they're all funny. It's mm-hmm. great. So, yep. all right, go see it. And we are going to get into the spoiler talk. So if you haven't seen it, turn off our podcast and come back later. Spoil it. Hey, Snake kills Dumbledore. Okay, so there were some things that happened in this movie that I looked up and were actually contrary to what happened in the book. Okay, so. There's a point where the uh, the bad kid in the town, the bully, uh, that, that beats up this what they call the losers club. Correct. He goes rogue, kills his father while he's sleeping, and then comes for the kids as they're trying to get down into Pennywise's lair. Which and he he did in the movie. He did in the movie. Uh, and it's kind of a throwaway. It lasts maybe thirty seconds, maybe a minute of screen time, and he just gets pushed down the well and dies. Yeah. In the book, apparently he actually lives and gets blamed for all of the crimes that have been committed. Interesting. Which is more compelling because I'm sure Stephen King wouldn't leave a loose thread like that. In the second book, I'm sure something like that comes back to haunt the adults. Right. So that would have been much cooler than the one minute of screen time he got at the end here just to be kind of menacing. That really annoyed me. I thought it was a really bad scene. You mean... um just the fact that he was a bully in the movie altogether and there was no real reason for it or no just his involvement in that scene so all the kids went down into the well except for yeah. um the yeah. farm kid i can't right. remember his name uh, uh mike yeah, uh, mike and he has his gun and it gets knocked mm-hmm. out of his hand and there's a big fight and he just pushes him down the well it just felt so inconsequential but they explain i mean they explain it in the movie so mike walks into his uh i'm sorry not mike the bully um I think it's Henry is the is his name. Nicholas Hamilton is the actor. Yeah, Henry Bowers. Um, there's a really amazing scene where Henry is with his friends and they're shooting his dad's gun, and they're shooting at targets. And he's like, "Put the next target up there." And it shows this cat, and his friend is like, "Doesn't say it, but like what? Like the cat?" And he's like, "Yeah." And so he puts a cat up on this like piece of wood, and Henry's gonna shoot this cat. And his dad is a police officer, and he walks up and he's, "What are you boys doing?" And he's like, "Oh, we're just uh." what does he say like cleaning your gun or something yeah so that's cleaning your gun for you um so the dad takes the gun away and then it's it's a great moment the dad turns around and shoots his gun like five times at henry's feet yeah and henry just 
it like cripples him and he shakes and he's scared and, and his dad says you see what happens when i don't know like fear reveals a paper man or something like showing that henry is a scared little boy mm-hmm. so it levels henry to this you know nothing place and then that uh, pennywise uses that hatred of his father to convince him to kill him yeah and he uses it through tv it's weird go see the movie but i don't know i i felt like it was explained in that moment when he goes inside, he kills his dad, and the TV's like, kill them all, kill them all. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, he, follow, he, he goes straight from there and follows the boys and yeah. goes to do it. My so. counter to that is that Stephen King obviously did a lot of weird stuff in this book. Very I was weird. reading up on it, and it, like it is actually like an interdimensional being, mm-hmm. that like almost like a uh, Cthulhu-type figure yeah. in the world. So there's a lot of weird stuff in this book, but that's one of the things I felt like he did better narratively. And I felt like the director should have trusted him on that, or the writer, whoever wrote the screenplay. They should have just trusted him because I think that's a more compelling way to handle that person in the second chapter than, y- y- than, yeah. than what happened. So you didn't necessarily mind the the, the previous actions. You wanted no. it to be followed up with, he lives, he's blamed for the incidents. Yeah, I Derry. just felt like it was a throwaway. Well, in, may- in maybe the in the next one. film, right? I don't know. He, he is dead. <laughs> I mean, he fell down a <laughs> he fell down a deep dark well. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. But you know, well, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, um, I do think in the book though, it uses several people to do his bidding, sort of like without mm-hmm. them knowing what's happening to them. And mm-hmm. they didn't do that in this movie, except for this one character. Yeah. Yeah, and I just felt like there were some scenes that were out of place, or some character motivations that were weird. Like I don't know if this is what happens in the book, but why didn't any of the kids mention that they had these visions earlier? Everyone has their own vision and yeah. like a few days or a week passes and mm-hmm. they're all like, oh yeah, I saw a yeah, clown. That was my problem with it too. They all come to the realization at the same time like, oh, well, wait, what? And, yeah. and, and it's because of the new kid in town who happens to be this nerdy historian who's looking into the history of Derry and he realizes all these things are happening. Um, and so, I don't know, maybe they just don't, Maybe they're just afraid to mention it. It's I, one, I think one reviewer we watched was like, no one believes you when you say you hear demonic voices coming at you from out from down your sink, telling yeah. telling you to like talk to them and set them free. You know, what parents is going to believe you? What friends? So maybe they were just afraid to say yeah. something. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's one of the faults of kid actors because I think if you had maybe a more tenured actor, they could have had that underneath mm-hmm. before they all confronted each other about yeah. it. Um, but I just didn't pick up. I thought they were having too good of a time based on what they saw. Yeah, especially with all, all the things going on, with people disappearing all the time. Yeah. Why wouldn't they say something a little sooner? Like, hey, I saw this uh, demonic clown. Could that have anything to do with it? I don't know. I, I saw it. Mm-hmm. Why not just say something to you? So, yeah. And I hated the bathroom cleaning scene. I hated <laughs> that scene okay. so much. And a lot of people, you know, they're like, Oh, but it was like it, it fed into that kind of Goonies stand by me kind of feel. But yeah. I, I just it felt so out of place. Like it didn't feel necessary. If you're still listening, there's a random scene in the middle of the movie, and you haven't seen it. Uh, there's a random scene in the middle of the movie where a bathroom is covered in blood. Adults can't see it, but all the kids can. Mm-hmm. And all the kids come over and look at it in this girl's bathroom, and they're like, "Well, guess we got to clean it, guess, even though uh, adults can't see it." Yeah, Bill says, "Well, we can't leave it this way." Yeah, and maybe he does that because he is attracted to bev and he wants to serve her and like help her have a, have a normal life like i don't know i'm yeah. just i'm justifying the action here yeah but i too was and i was like why 
I mean, maybe I guess they can't leave it that way if it's not going to go away for them. If it's not going to go away for Bev, then you can't leave it that way. So they were just helping her. That was just the one but, scene where it's like, why don't you just cut that out and give me a little bit more yeah, in another scene? Yeah, exactly. Why couldn't you say, oh, well, we we cleaned the bathroom up yeah. and or, or something. Yeah. But they, they focus on them having this like fun bathroom cleaning scene with some like 80s pop music yeah and then and then it's and it's and it's not that long it's like a three or four minute sequence but you're like why are they doing this it's not three or four minutes that's pretty think, long <laughs> oh so it's shorter than it's probably okay. like a minute okay but then a minute i don't understand time but yeah. uh it, it's a minute, a minute or two <laughs> that would be so long I, I will say i don't like that scene but i love the fact that one of my notes is that i love that that was bev's this girl her encounter with it her individual encounter is this bathroom scene. Her dad is obviously a sexual predator. He's a child molester. He's been uh, abusing her. The at least the film hints toward that, yeah. right? And in the uh, she is she sort of escapes her dad one afternoon, goes to the bathroom, locks the door. She's been shopping at the pharmacy because she's on her period because she's mm -hmm. a teenager. She's what thirteen? She's just experiencing this thing in her life, this terrifying thing that I would. I can't imagine <laughs> being a little girl and dealing with that, but whatever. So I thought it was genius that her encounter with it involved blood, involved yeah. this bloody... I didn't even think about it at the time, but now it's like, oh, the bathroom is covered in this mm -hmm. horrifying red blood. So I did love that. Yeah, that's actually from the... It actually it, happens in the miniseries, too. I don't so, know if it happens in the book, but it happens in the miniseries. Oh, sure. in the miniseries. Okay, yeah. so I thought that was great. I, yeah. Um, very and, and and maybe that's not even like what they're trying to to connect it to, but it works. Yeah. If, if that's not what they're trying, it it really works. So I thought it was great. But the cleaning up, you're right. Yeah. Not really necessary. Not not my thing. I'm sure some people loved it, but I just I felt like it, that could have been used elsewhere. That time could have been better yeah, utilized. I agree. Um, and then I guess the last thing I really want to talk about is the last scene with the camera stabilization trick they were doing. Did, did you see the end of Insidious? Oh man, a long time ago. I don't, yeah. I don't know. There's it, how many of those are there now? Like seven? Three? <laughs> there's three. Maybe I saw the first one. It feels like there's seven though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is the first one, but at the end of the first one, they basically go to hell. Sorry, this yeah. is insidious spoilers, but they go to hell and right. there's um, like goofy, there's like demon a goofy Satan demon Not that's scary been, at all. Yeah, that's been like controlling everything. Uh huh. And this reminded me a lot of that. They tried to like jar you with. I'll try and set up the scene. Pennywise does a jig where you yeah, know the jig where you, you kick your dance, feet out yep. but you pump your hands down as yeah, you're kind of doing like it. It's like an Irishman. Yeah. I don't know. And there are flames all around him and it's like a show that he's doing, quote unquote. But it's stabilized on his head. So everything's kind of tilting around his head. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I just, I didn't understand why they wanted to do that. I guess they wanted to unnerve you but to me it just came off as corny and weird. But don't, they do that the whole movie. Is that your, did you only notice it at the end? Well, I mean, they do it kind of in the scene where he comes out of the projector. I, I, to me, every scene that he appears, they use that goofy rumble. I, I'm, I call it rumble pack because <laughs> it makes you. It's like they took a rumble pack from an N64 controller <laughs> and put it on the camera and just or That's turned a good it way to on. Describe it, yeah. And it, I hate it. Yeah. I, the reason I hate it, and one reviewer that I read said Skarsgård did such a good job. She wished that they would just have let him. Yeah. Let didn't, him, didn't let him act. It. Didn't need it. They, they, they use all this CGI to help him, and he just doesn't need it. Mm -hmm. uh, it would have been so much scarier to me. But when they, when they trigger this rumble stabilization thing, it, takes, it took me out of the moment. Yeah, yeah I was same. like, don't do that. And so 
They did it in the projector scene. They did it when he does the dancing jig at the end. In the beginning of the movie, when he opens his mouth and you re- and he, oh, he yeah. bites Georgie's arm do off, they yeah. do they use it, and you're like, why? Why they did it in the clown scene too? Yeah. when he's coming. Ex- yeah. Yes, when yeah, he yeah. jumps off the thing, and he, every every time he charges through a room, which is a big <laughs> critique of mine, <laughs> to no avail. When he yeah. runs through a room to kill someone and fails at killing them, they use it. Yeah, and they do it like fifty times. Yeah, and I just don't. It 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 would be to me it would be way scarier without it because I don't need a movie effect to tell me that something scary is happening. Mm-hmm. I want it to be scary, and yeah. he's already terrifying. So why why are you using that? I just it drove me crazy. Yeah, and that's the reason why I, find, I saw Annabelle Creation a few weeks ago, and I thought that movie was legitimately more scary than this one. And I'm not talking a little bit. I thought it was way more scary. Like. I don't normally get scared during movies, but I was mm-hmm. scared of Annabelle Creation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they do some very creative things with the way that they structure their horrific quote-unquote scenes. Like right. In this movie, like you said, it's kind of he finds somebody, he chases them, he gets pushed back, he leaves. Yeah. That's, that's kind it, of the formula. It gives up on him. And in Annabelle Creation, they would vary that formula repeatedly. Of course, they would reuse it a few times, but there were way more of those scenes. And they kind of flip things around to where it would be in reverse. Like something would like act like it was going away and come back very strong, right. which is way more scary than if it just kind of leaves repeatedly. And they also use darkness in very interesting ways. Like they would make everything past the door frame pitch black so you couldn't see out of it. And that's terrifying mm-hmm. because you have no idea what's on the other yeah, side. But in this yeah. movie, you always know what's around. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's really my main critique about what I think are the negatives in this film. Um, did you have anything else to say? I think we kind of hit everything for me. Yeah, I think we hit every. I mean, the, just adding on to the what we just talked about, I know that there's a, a reason in the script that you can't have him, you can't have Pennywise, Pennywise succeed on every attack because then you don't have a story. All the, yeah. ki- all the kids are dead. All the kids die. <laughs> um, so that makes sense. But I feel like, I don't know, I just wish they had done a little bit more work in explaining giving him a reason to not succeed in, in attacking and killing them mm-hmm. because he, it happens three or four times. Yeah. He appears and then something happens to deter him, but it's never anything big. It's literally like in one scene, it's the kids shutting a door. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the nerdy kid from stranger things runs outside of a door and they close the door and that stops him. And I'm like, why, why would that stop him? Yeah. If he's an interdimensional entity, <laughs> he's all powerful because two of them don't believe <laughs> It's like he's it is more, and maybe this ties into the book, but he's he's almost just as obsessed with messing with the kids as he is with killing yeah. them and eating them. Yeah, he makes fun of them, he mocks them, and he messes with them. He's and playing so, on their fear. He is. Yeah, and that, and and he he wickedly enjoys that, I guess. But I'm I'm saying that because there's a few scenes where he he's about to kill someone and he he sort of gives up mm-hmm. and moves on and and goes to someone else, and yeah. I don't. I don't understand why. I wish they had done something to where he was physically somehow hindered, otherwise, you know, other than a door. Yeah. I don't know, something. Yeah, and I don't know how the book ends, but I just hope that there's no mercy for the adults because those are always the scariest movies when there's no hope. Like in the first scene of this movie when Georgie gets his arm bitten off, that was the most terrifying yeah. scene for me because yeah. you knew that that was it for that was I, curtains for Georgie. So scary when yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's crawling away. And the arm is just stretching. And the out arm from stretches the out to get Ooh, him, and you're like, so good. You're, "You're you're just like, oh, yeah." The lady looks back, and there's just a puddle of blood. Yeah. Oh man, that was so good. Very Jaws. 
Very Jaws. Very Jaws. Very Jaws. Very Jaws. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this episode. As you can tell, we are very passionate about it. It's a great movie. We're probably going to go see it again. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I-, I would recommend this. Go see it once. It's relatively scary, but I wouldn't say it's terrifying. So if you're not normally into scary movies, I would say go see this and hold somebody's hand. Um, <laughs> I think it's a very enjoyable movie with some small issues. Yeah, there there are some... Um off-putting visuals if you don't like scary movies but really i think that's that's what you have to deal with yeah it's not it's not uncontrollably scary mm-hmm. it's not um i don't know it's it's more fun scary it it, it is like a carnival fun house haunted house type scary jump scare it's filled with jump scares which some people have problems with i was okay you know maybe they could have taken a few out but mm-hmm. it's it's fun scary yeah so yeah maybe you should maybe you should go see it all right. Well, that is it for us today. If you want to find us on social media, Gabe, where can you find us? Uh, Twitter. You can hit us up at, at Rewind Cinema Pod. Facebook, the same thing, at Rewind Cinema Pod. And if you want to shoot us an email, Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Heck yeah. You can do that. And you can also leave us a our, voicemail. You can call our voicemail. Yeah, and we, I'm looking up the number right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we, it's brand new. Uh, but, the, but leave us a voicemail. Do, do your best uh, Tim Curry impression. Yeah. Still looking for that Elijah Wood impression. Still looking for Elijah Wood impressions. You can call us at 908-768-2636. And that spells Rewind Cinema on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, it doesn't. Oh, that'd be cool if it did, though. <laughs> no, um, it doesn't. Yeah, give us a call. Let us know what you thought about it. Tune in uh, for our next full episode. We are reviewing Spider-Man 2. We mm. are very excited to actually talk about a yes. you know, deep, uh, well, <laughs> deep. well-written... Yeah. Well, I mean, in its way, it is deep. Yeah. Uh, a well-written film. We're very, very, very pumped to talk about it and watch it. I might go home and watch it right now. Oh, so, exciting. Um, yeah, very, very excited. So. All right. Well, if you want to find our music, you can look up naturalanthem.net and you can find those tunes there. But until next time, Gabe, what, what do these people got to do? I think you people should um, watch out for killer clowns and also watch more, more movies. Films. Films? Films? Movies. <laughs>